Welcome to Add to Party, a friendship simulator masquerading as a new show. I'm your host, James Hartwell, and I'm joined by... Andy Kay. And I'm joined by... Derek Costiho. Good evening, gentlemen. Good evening. You know, we were just talking about food, and now I smell food. I think we manifested food. But the problem is that the only wall I share here is someone's bathroom, so maybe they just have... I don't know. Delicious byproducts. I don't know, but I figured I'd share that. Actually, speaking of my neighbor, hopefully he can't hear me. Um, question for you guys. A scenario of what would you do? Mm-hmm. I was doing laundry. And um, I'm still not at my every week schedule. <laughs> but every other week I'm starting to get better at. And I was doing my laundry. And as a, I, as a single man, I think every other week is perfectly fine. I thought you were saying you and Charles do your laundry every week. Yeah, but that's there's nothing wrong with doing it every other week. Oh, well, I was pushing it way further than that. Let's let's say I, I, I prepared myself for longer, but now I'm trying every other week. But regardless, as I was walking, as I was putting in the washer, I noticed my neighbor's door was slightly ajar. And the thing about the doors around me is that if you close it, it can lock. And so I didn't want to like lock someone out of their apartment and close it. But I was like, maybe they'll be back. Maybe they're doing their laundry, whatever. I come back up and then I go down to get or move it to the dryer. It's still open. I come back up. I go to grab it from the dryer and I come back and it's still open. So I think to myself, well, either they're in there and they're dead. Or they're like gone. I don't know. Maybe they left and they forgot to shut it. But I, I didn't want to keep it open. Who knows? There might be some people wandering around getting into apartments. Someone knocked on my door at two in the morning and told me they knew I was in there. And that was weird. When was that? Oh, it was many years ago. I oh, okay. It was many. It was like I was joking around with a friend. It was like two in the morning. We were laughing. And we, then we heard some guy n- moving down the hallway, knocking on doors. And then we thought, oh, we'll be quiet, and then I'll leave. But of course he didn't. And, and then he knocked your, on our door. Is your building such that anybody can just walk into it, or do do they have to have, like, a key to access the, the apartments? You need a key to access, but at that time, you could buzz people in. Uh, and I ran into a thing where, for some reason, and it's not like even my apartment number, number is all the same number, but I would get so many drunk people calling my apartment to get in <laughs> that I'm wondering. And sometimes I let them in. I'm not going to lie. That's when I had a crisis of consciousness of that. If it was a girl, I let them in. I was like, Andy, that's sexist. <laughs> and then one time after I let them in, they came up and knocked on my door. And then I opened my door. It was a series of bad decisions. Yeah. But it was just someone drunk thanking me for letting them in. Um. So I'm guessing that's how this guy got in. I don't know. But anyways, he knocked on my door. So that went through my mind. So blah, blah, blah. So anyways, this door is open and I knock. I ring his doorbell and I knock to see if he's there. And then after like 30 seconds, he shows up and he's like, hey. And I'm like, hey, I just want to let you know your door is open. And he's like, oh, yeah, I just noticed. And then that was it. Uh, was I a creep for knocking or would you walk by and leave it open? I think I you're would. a creep for not knocking as soon as you notice it. I don't know. Like you're just I, I think I think his door. Oh, go ahead, Derek. You're openly inviting anyone who just walks by and sees an open door to go and perform misdeeds <laughs> when you could have invented it. Like he could have just gotten his TV stolen. Well, you know, it wasn't like wide open. To be fair, it was just a little bit. It was as if you like kicked the the, the door with your foot and you expected it to close, but it didn't. Like that little bit open. But you're not wrong. I didn't act immediately, but I didn't want to bother them. And I thought they might have been doing their laundry or something. But James, are you also saying I'm a creep? I'm saying that's between him and God. Oh, (laughs) wait, between me and God or the person who left the door open? Yeah, the person. So think about it from his point of view. Mm -hmm. He comes, you say, oh, Mm -hmm. I just want to let you know. And then he's like, oh, I noticed. Thank you. Goodbye. Mm -hmm. Or he the house is empty. Mm. Then that's and then you hear no response and then you go in. Like yeah. you could have been a potential criminal. But <laughs> a smart one. What am I supposed to do then? What oh, am I supposed I'll to do? do, if they don't you, do you do nothing. It's not your business. <laughs> I don't leave it open, but it might lock them out. Well, first off, just knock, and if no mm-hmm. one's there, don't rob them. 
<laughs> but do I go or, in and check? Or don't do anything. Just pass that no. buck to someone else's problem. No, 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 no. We're neighbors. Everybody's supposed to take care of each other. This isn't this. Listen, there's certain things that, yes, if you make direct eye contact with somebody who's a neighbor who needs help. Yeah, that's definitely. But if but if they're not around and you see something that's like, that's weird. You go, you know what you say? You say, that's not my business. He's I, living. They're living their life. <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. That just that would keep me up wondering. What if someone broke in? What if it was two in the morning? There was once where the apartment across from me had the door open and like the light was on and I think I knocked and no one answered and I think I peeked in but didn't see anything but then it was left open for like a week and so I went to my landlord and I was like, I, th- I don't know why this is open. I wanted to let you know maybe someone's dead and he was like, oh no, Andy, that's just an apartment I have to poop in. <laughs> He forgot to close the door. <laughs> so maybe it was. There's a there's a podcast about this with my brother, and my brother and me about a landlord who has a special <laughs> toilet. <laughs> <laughs> I now wonder if maybe it was about your landlord. <laughs> it might have been, but this place was decked out, and by decked out, I mean I saw like an airbed. Um, just because I opened the door a little bit more to look in, but I didn't search the whole thing, so they could have been dead. But after about a week. I went, I found out it was a poop apartment. My landlord offered me the poop apartment if I ever needed it. But what if you're using his poop apartment and then he walks in to use the poop apartment? That's too much. That's too much. That's some eye contact. I don't want that. I mean, I feel like it's not so much a poop apartment as uh, you upset the missus and the air mattress is better than the couch. What's that? (laughs) That could be. Although I know very much about their single life. What's that? Oh, he has access to all those empty rooms. So having one little hideout when it's available seems nice. I think he has a poop apartment on every floor. God bless him. (laughs) I'm pretty sure he does. But anyway, so there is a time. And so maybe I carry that guilt that someone could have been dead for a week across the hall from me. And I just didn't want someone dead that night. Andy, let me tell you something. Hmm. And I think I've told you this story before, but I never told it on the podcast, which is when I was living in a, in a less than savory part of the town of town. Um, I I hear this banging, 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 banging. What the fuck is this sound? Mm -hmm. (laughs) And I go, finally I go, I look out my window and I lived in kind of one of those buildings where I lived on the first floor and I had a door that entered my way. And then the second and third floor had a door right next to mine that goes to their apartments. Mm -hmm. So I look out my window and in the patio, I see a man with a crowbar popping open the door to the second floor. No. Like I, I, I look through the window as he gets it open and goes inside. No, and, and I just went, motherfucker! Now I gotta do something. Yeah, like that's the that's the level of like this is where I, I probably wouldn't have done anything, but I saw that and I went, all right, well now I have to. <laughs> and let's also be clear when I. Even the police, I called 911. The police were like, by the way, if you want to pretend you didn't call us, you, you, you do that. And I'm like, no, oh, I know. Trust me. <laughs> oh, really? <laughs> you, don't, you don't snitch. You don't snitch. I came out and I was like, oh, what's all this about? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm glad you called then. But only so if you only heard it, you wouldn't. Granted, if I hear something, I just ignore it. And I'm like, oh, it must be a car. Oh, it was, just, it was really close. It was just like a large, large loud banging. I'm like, fuck is going on oh my god <laughs> i just saw someone pop the door open with a crowbar and go like i couldn't have timed it better that i looked out the window as he popped the door open and walked inside it's like motherfucker do you know what happened i don't know i stole i think he said he stole like a jar of change or something oh it was just a robbery yeah okay i was worried it was something worse I mean, if they only but, took a jar of change, oh well. But I mean, Andy, this is what I'm trying to tell you. This, that's the level of where I think, right? That's where you need to get involved. What I'm describing. <laughs> a door in a jar? No. that's You don't need to get involved with that. Well, I felt better after I told him. Derek, what's your, what's your level of um, tolerance for Good Samaritan? What kicks in? When does it kick in? If I can help and it's not an inconvenience then why not? So Bloody the- da, Mr. <laughs> Angel on Earth. 
overall, he gained a lot of points, though. Points? Listen. Do you yeah, think being nice is a game? Point. Yes. It's a zero-sum game. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, the universe is listening, and the universe is keeping track. But So you would have helped on the first pass, Derek, whereas I waited for a couple. And did I would have never sh- helped at all. I would did have been you- like, "Yeah, this door's open." Weird. I don't know, James. <laughs> After the third pass, are you gonna? Yeah, I would have neighbor. not. No, absolutely not. They're your neighbor, though. I'd never met them before, but they're your neighbor. I'll be very clear. I've never liked any of my neighbors. That's not true. You just didn't get to know them. Oh, I know. I even I know my neighbors right now. They're perfectly nice. I don't like them. Why don't you like them? Because I would prefer to have no neighbors. Oh my god! Look, Andy, you have to understand. He thinks they're nice he might know their names and what they look like what cars they drive their habits but he doesn't want to know anything that he doesn't just pick up peripherally i so need to don't... be able to step over their dead body you know <laughs> like i can't maybe, form attachments <laughs> no maybe if they bring over a cake christmas like day before christmas eve then you're like okay fine we'll we'll exchange desserts but i don't think james would do anything past that would you take I... desserts from your neighbor James? Would I take what? Desserts from your neighbor? Um, I have. <gasps> Did you reciprocate? No. I give right. people tomatoes in the summer. Oh, okay. Oh, you've got a beautiful community. Yeah, but I'd, I'd, I'd step over their dead body in a, in a moment. <laughs> I need to step yeah. <laughs> well, I'm glad that we understand. Okay. Well, other- hold on. To clear up any misconceptions, though. <laughs> yeah. I don't know my neighbors. I never see my neighbors except maybe when they take their dog out. Mm-hmm. It's the best kind. Like never said word to them. Do you but, at least wave or? If I see something missed, like if I see a package at my door and it's for like a neighbor a few buildings over, I'll go deliver it to them. Do you knock on their door first or you just leave it in front of it? I just leave it in front. Okay. I'm very antisocial. That's fair. That's fair. I don't normally knock either. And uh, there was one time when it was when we were all using mail-in ballots, I made sure that I knocked and that, that I handed it to the person. And I told them to vote. And I told them we can't lose. And then they gave me a nod in solidarity. But that's the only time I've hand-delivered mail. This is interesting. We have all these neighbors and we're not connecting with them. Well, I think this is also very much a, a Midwest and a and and so this is a Midwest attitude. And mm-hmm. Derek, what do you cons- What is Texas? Is Texas just Texas? Or- it's like <laughs> the Southwest. So it depends. I've lived in the suburbs where we exchange desserts every Christmas. No, no, no. But I mean, like Andy lives in the Midwest. You live in Texas, which that's the South, the- right? I get. Well, I attribute the South, South to being like this, which is like Alabama, Louisiana. I think, I think Texas is, is Texas. the border between South and Southwest. We're yeah, right. Both. It's 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 its own thing. I guess. Yeah. That's so I was just thinking about that. There's no way. Yeah, but just difference of opinions in these regions. I I come from the cold, barren Northeast, where, listen, we're all in this together, but it's also a zero sum game. I. You have to be willing. You have to be willing to burn the dead bodies of your neighbors for warmth. No, we need to move through the world with kindness. No one said, Andy, you, you ever heard the thing too, right? Like mm. East Coast people are nice, but not kind. And West Coast people are kind, but not nice. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I don't know if I've heard that. East Coast people will just wordlessly help you as, as much as they'll, it, just as much as we, I would spit on your grave. I would also help you without a word and okay. expect nothing in return. Sure. <laughs> West Coast people be like, oh, I wish, you know, I could. Oh, what a shame. I wish I could help. Sympathize. <laughs> Thoughts and prayers. Thoughts and prayers. <laughs> Just a lot of a lot of performative kindness. Mm, mm. I hear that. I hear that. Well, us in the Midwest. All right, we're doing both, okay? We're letting neighbors know that their doors are open. But I don't want to be friends with my neighbors. Maybe that's just because of my age. I don't know. I, it's one of those things, too, where you see it on, like, television shows where it's, or you know, it's like, Oh, yeah, the neighbors are coming over. We're going to play games and stuff like that. I'm like, what a weird relationship. <laughs> I used to have that in my building. Actually, you did. I've been friends with people in my building before. Until he left you. <laughs> yeah. Well, all of them have left now. Um, but I had different. And it was wonderful. It was actually kind of the best because you get to hang out and then you get to go home. <laughs> it's 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 the best of everything. But um 
I've often had a thought where I could potentially have a neighbor who would be my best friend and I would never know it (gasps) because I would never engage with them. (laughs) (laughs) What a haunting. Is that haunting? Is that the right word? But you're right. You could be living next to your best friend. Uh, I mean, I current my current neighbors. No, but <laughs> no, no, I, I know enough about them to know. No, but <laughs> but I mean, just in general, the idea of like, oh, what if, you know, it's like just has all the same taste, same humor, you know, all that. And then I would just be like, yeah, but I would never I would never risk that really because what if it goes south? What if that relationship goes south? It's better to keep them at an arm's distance. You know, and it's not easy making friends as an adult. NPR had a whole thing on it. That's for us. Me. We did it. That's true. That's true. But we met in our 20s. <clears throat> now we're in our 30s. That's right. And I don't need to make friends anymore. <laughs> That's fair. Or you could make some more. That's not true. There's more friends out there for you. Yeah, I have enough. What's that? That's. <laughs> I kind of feel that, actually. I kind of feel that, but, um, what you, Derek, do you have enough friends? Yeah. Uh, it depends. Like it depends on how many weekly events I've got going. Some weeks sure. I've got too many, some weeks just enough. So yeah, I think I've got enough friends. It's beautiful. That's, Look that's what us. you want. Like, we're living us. full actualized lives, Andy. We are. And honestly, there's an epidemic. I think it's been declared an epidemic that people don't have enough friends. <laughs> it's a real thing. Oh, yeah, yeah for yeah. sure. It's I, I shouldn't laugh at it. I mean, we need more. Humor. No, it is a real thing where it's like people don't because it is hard to make friends as adults. And it even is. though you say like we did it in our 20s, I think even people in their 20s still struggle to make friends. Oh, absolutely. <laughs> We're lucky as nerds that we get to have different um hobbies to share and bond over um imagine if your only hobby was netflix yeah okay first people? off netflix is not a hobby netflix watching is tv hobby. is not a hobby <laughs> i agree it's uh, not i don't know about that being oh. a cinephile being a cinephile is a hobby is yes. netflix a cinephile is re-watching the office a cinephile listen no. there are levels <laughs> <laughs> if if all you're watching are current new releases or the last few years I don't consider that a hobby. Like, I, don't think you, exploring... I don't think you get to be the arbiter of what is a hobby and what isn't. Because you're taking face value what is created just to get views in the current year. While compared to that was the exact same intention back in the previous decades. But there was a higher instance of creators truly having a passion and a vision and wanting mm-hmm. to share it with others. Mm-hmm. Like compare, Let's compare John Carpenter's The Thing with the post 2000 the thing would you consider them equal i've never seen the new one i'm not i haven't seen both well for someone it was their first movie there was the thing first movie oh i don't know no (laughs) (laughs) but i can respect someone who respects the lineage of current cinema like how it progressed and what what they did lacked back then and what we've lost since we only have three stories this week, so I'm going to vamp for a little while. Later. <laughs> what well, do we? No, I say that made that just made me realize something. What's the first movie you can consciously remember seeing? I this might be tough. I for me, it's Pinocchio. Is it really? I think they re-released Pinocchio into theaters at one point, and my babysitter took me and her kids. Aw, that's so sweet. Mm-hmm. That's the that's the first movie I can consciously remember seeing. So in the movie theater, in the movie theater. Okay, I we I didn't watch a lot of movies in the theaters as a child, but there's two that I can't say for sure which one was first. Mm. It was either Gremlins or Chucky. Jesus Whoa. Christ, Derek. Yeah. How, wait, how old were you? I was like four. Jesus Christ, Derek. Yeah. You're like my cousin whose father took him to see Alien when he was like four. Yeah. No, my my mother loves those horror movies. So some of my first movies were Chucky, Gremlins, Bride of Chucky, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh my God. Like just a bunch of 80s horror films. Not to step on your answer, Andy. Derek, do you know that I have a crippling fear of Chucky? Really? Yeah. I I did not. yeah, I have a crippling fear. Of now, when you say crippling, walk me through that. What happens? I cannot watch anything 
that contains him. Even it the is, goofy ones. It, there's no, not any absolutely. goofy ones. It ter- it, he terrifies me, even to this day. Wow. Do you know I, why? I don't know. I mean, I think the, the whole idea of like ventriloquist dummies coming alive has always been kind of like like something that's upset me conceptually. Mm-hmm. Chucky is like it take it to its logical extreme. Sure. Oh, oh no, no. Hold on. I'm not not to detract. I have the, I have the same issue because it was one of the first ones. I now remember the very first one, Pet Cemetery. Yeah. Oh, you saw Pet Cemetery. Wait, I don't know that one. What is that? It's a Stephen King book. It's, it's also oh. pretty grim. <laughs> Derek. Yeah. They tried to fuck you up proper, didn't they? Or maybe that's the only ones that stuck. Oh, well, that's also true. That's yeah. Weird. For me, I have the delightful memory of seeing Pinocchio. <laughs> Derek's like remembers fucking undead animals attacking. <laughs> well, those are all good. Mine is I think it was Beauty and the Beast. That I remember seeing that in an empty theater. That's all I remember. But and I really like Beauty and the Beast. It was one of the VHS tapes we owned. I also have awesome. a memory, though, very young. I remember there was a movie we were watching in the living room, and it was about, I think it was alien or like clowns from outer space or something. Killer clowns from outer space. It might have been. All I remember is there was like popcorn that spilled over and like the popcorn turned into scary clowns. Or I don't, I don't even know if this happened, but I remember that haunted me. That haunted me. And I'm not really scared of clowns, but that stuck with me. I gotta figure out if this scene was real. Because the Mandela effect, ever since my cornucopia crisis, uh, I don't know what to believe anymore. Oh, by the way, I saw... Yeah, I was gonna say, someone found the logo with a cornucopia on it. (laughs) No! Yeah, Yeah, they did. But I don't even care because I remember it. And I do too! As does all listeners of this podcast. We all went on this journey together. Yeah, someone found the logo. I do. I, did it look like we all thought? Yeah. Well, then what's going on? The company denies it. Is this a marketing ploy? I don't know. It was it was in their trademark from like 1977 to like 1988. I think like something or that like that. I don't know. It's weird. I think but they found the legal filing for it. I think they officially say, though, that it never existed. Well, they're officially wrong. So they Fruit didn't, of the officially, list, not, so they didn't officially list that it was never existed. They had an official timeline of their logo that omitted it. So, yeah. they, um, so they were lying. That or they forgot, which is also entirely possible. That is not Granted, no, the people who run all these things are dumb. I just don't think Fruit of the Loom is that clever. Like viral marketing means nothing to them. Or maybe it does. I don't know. I was reading about all that Stanley Cup stuff going on. Um, oh. The, you know, the boom and bust of viral marketing. Uh, it's a big thing, and you can make a lot of money. The guy who well, did Stanley stuff did Crocs. He made Crocs popular. Oh, really? The yeah. St- I didn't know that. He was the Man, Crocs, fuck- like the, the resurgence of Crocs, and then Stanley bought him. And then Oh, okay. I was, like, I was like, he he founded Crocs and Stanley? Like, what if... Okay, I was about to be like, whatever this guy does next, I'm going to invest in it. So he's, he's the guy behind the croc headlights and snowplows. Oh, okay. Oh? Oh. Yeah, I don't know, but he knows what he's doing. I'm trying to find this popcorn. I don't know if it exists. Well, speaking of viral marketing. Yeah. Let's talk about the most viral property on the internet, and that's Pal World, baby. Yeah, it is. So we talked about power world forever ago this is the pokemon with guns trailer that got released i don't know a year ago at this point a long time ago yeah yeah um and it came out in early access this past friday um it is free on game pass it is 30 dollars on steam um and it is now basically the biggest game in the world uh Power World has sold uh, in its first five days. Power World has sold 76, not 70, 7 million copies. Seven and this, sold, and this not is, in pass. Sold. Yes, sold. Yes. This is only for Steam. This does not include any additional sales on Xbox or Game Pass. And that roughly translates to about $189 million in Steam sales. Man. 
from a small indie studio. I don't actually know if they're a small indie studio. Um, they have a decent amount of money. I think they invested about ten, uh, ten million dollars into Power World. Are they backed by like some Chinese investment firm? They might be. Or is this a scrap, scrap roots kind of thing? I don't know. I think we talked about that before, like with like Dave the Diver or whatever. Yeah. Like, oh, look at this indie studio. And like, mm, I don't wow. think anyone's necessarily calling them an indie studio. Um, second word, uh, second two, just about Power World taking over the world. Um, Power World also broke Counter Strike's all time concurrent players peak yeah. at 1.8 million and is now the number two most played game on Steam ever, behind only PUBG, which holds the record at 3.2 million. Which, which is wild. Yeah, I don't think may never get broken, honestly. Now, when you said Counter Strike, was that Counter Strike One or Counter Strike Two? two. Okay. And and just looking at it right now, as of time of recording, let's see. There are currently one point zero nine million people playing it. That's crazy. That's crazy. And actually, its all time peak has actually got even higher than that. Now that I look at the Steam DB, it peaked at two point one two point zero one million people playing thirteen hours ago. So it's it it's still number two, but it's even more firmly secured that number two spot. And it hasn't even been a week. Yeah. It hasn't even been. Now, James, did you see that press email come in from a company that said that they have a game that is a less controversial Power World? Well, let's talk about Power World 2, I guess. So we Pokemon with guns, right? That's what mm-hmm. we said. But what it is, is it's really an arc or a Rust or a Minecraft, mm, sort of or seven days to die it is a survival game where you acquire you acquire resources use those resources to build new technologies and then those new technologies require allow you to acquire other resources which then allow you to build other new technologies and so forth and so forth and you're omitting um, the slavery though well that's i was about to get into it <laughs> what makes pal world different than those other ones that i mentioned is that they contain pals Legally distinct Pokemon, in some yeah. case not so legally distinct. Uh, oh, there's like there's a couple that are like fucking ripped straight from Pokemon. Oh wow! <laughs> um, but yeah, you can capture pals in these little pal sphere balls, which are not Pokeballs; they're pal spheres. Um, and once you capture them, you can kind of put them to work on your on your base, and they will do things like chop wood, gather materials mine craft um craft arrows and other things they will guard your base because if occasionally there will be raids that attack your base and you have a fairly infinite amount the only thing that limits the amount of pals you can capture is the amount of pal spheres you can create so again that's part of that cycle of gathering resources so you can make more pal spheres which will then allow you to capture more pals. And the more pals you get, the more you can automate things at your base, which allows you to get more resources. You can make stronger pal spheres, which allows you to catch bigger pals who can do more things. It's pretty fun, honestly. I played I played for it for about, like, I don't know, I want to say 10 hours. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, I'm getting a little burned out on the survival genre, so... Um, I will say one nice thing is they give you access to the server controls right off the draft. So if you want to go be like XP to three times item drop level to three times, you, know, like oh. you, you can adjust that to like really take a lot of the grind out of it. And I did. The only thing they don't have an option for is to like increase crafting speed. If they did that, I would I think I would have played that game a lot more because the craft the crafting speed's a little low, but it's a stat on your character, which is why I think. You can't just server wide and make it go faster. Yeah, but isn't there like an end goal for a playthrough? Like you go uh, through the boss. Current, I mean, it is better. in early access, but currently the tutorial quest line has you going to fight a raid boss essentially, and uh, they're very strong. <laughs> like I think you probably need to be level forty or fifty in the game. Yeah, there's also RPG mechanics with you leveling your carry weight, your attack power. Things like that. Um, so it's a it's a good mishmash of systems. Oh, well, how neat! I got to play it for a little bit in a base that was like already developed, so I didn't get to see a lot of the mechanics. But 
I was play it, Andy. What's that? Where'd you play it? I played it um, over this weekend or a little bit. Oh, did you buy it? Yes. Yes. Oh, yeah. I'm one of those uh, steam scum people without Game Pass. Okay, I'm just (laughs) supporting the direct or developers more directly. Um, but it was on, um, someone's server where they had already done a bunch of stuff. So I just got to like, just fart around and, um, play around. But I only mean to say is I was really surprised that it's early access, but it felt so polished and like there was so much game. I don't know. I I was just really blown away that, and I'm not surprised that it had its success because it feels like you were given a game, but now I had like two hours, if that just running around James, after 10 hours, what's the longevity on it? Well, like I said, I think I'm a little burnt out on the survival genre, but I can definitely see the legs of like, you know, building your base, getting it, get it. You can actually build multiple bases at a certain point too, which is important because eventually you need to build bases where you can focus on certain resources. Like this is my wood cutting base and this is my iron farming base sure. and stuff like that. Um, and honestly, the pals are pretty fun in terms of their varied ability they do have the classic um pokemon kind of rock paper scissor like hey you know this is a fire type and it's strong against grass types and this is a water type and it's strong against fire types and so forth um and that and that's all in there it's not turn there is no turn-based rpg mode for it that i found your pals are attack automatically Mm. Um, you have some level of control where you'd be like aggressive attack everything or attack my target or something like that but um, oh also you can keep one pal out with you at any time and so you, you have, have a party of six yeah. you have a party of six pals and oh, then wow. so one out five in the balls and you can oh, switch okay. between them pretty easy I just know the uh, ones I had were super cute they're, they're, yeah they're, they're pretty cute and, and you know what and you can kill them <laughs> wait like yes, you can slaughter and eat them. <gasps> yeah, yeah. That's Power World also kind of links into the weird slave, like Derek was alluding, the weird slavery aspect of what a Pokemon really, t- a Pokemon world really gets into, where you have these semi-sapient creatures and you're capturing them balls and making them do your your willing. I mean, even in the Pokemon world, they talk about like people eating slow uh, slowpokes tails and other stuff like that. Oh, so like sure. eating Pokemon is not that weird a concept but in pal world you can craft a butcher's knife to butcher excess pals and then use them and cook their meat and feed it to your other pals. no yeah oh yeah 100 andy Andy, can i make this even weirder for you there are human there are humans in the game you can capture humans in your pal spheres and put and put them to work on your base and eat them and and they they also at the same time can be butchered and ate. No. Yeah. Wow. Are they like a special kind of meat too? Uh, I don't know. Because gosh, even oh my goodness, I did capture someone, but I didn't get to the point where I, I made the uh, the butcher knife. So that's brutal. But hey, you know what? They're leaning in. Okay, they're pushing boundaries. But and I'm happy for their success. God, seven million in like four or five days. Yeah. People want this game. Well, that's the thing. People. Yeah. There's a lot, a lot of talk of like, this is the adult Pokemon that people have been waiting for. Right. I'm going to disagree hard with that. Ooh, go in. People want an adult or even a good Pokemon game. And they've been wanting it for like the last five years. And as much as this feels well. Andy thinks it feels polished, but from what I see, it's very unpolished. Ooh. But it's, well, it's early access. Yeah, it's early oh, access game. Impressed. But people are coming in droves because they've wanted a good Pokemon game, and this is the closest they've seen in almost a decade to a good Pokemon <laughs> game. Derek, well, are you saying Pokemon isn't good? I'm saying that oh. they've... We talked about that, Andy. <laughs> yeah, they've sort of been uh, creatively bankrupt for the past... Resting on their laurels is the nice way of saying it. That's true. I'm starting to remember. I know the last one was like a glitchy mess, wasn't it? And like one was like a motorcycle or something. That's right. Your motorcycle legendary Pokemon that you (laughs) rode on. Yeah. So this hits a lot of those same notes. Not in small part because it appears unconfirmed 
there. This is speculation, mm. but that they take 3D models from Pokemon games, no. edit them slightly, and then no. use them in their game. So none of the pictures circulating online saying, oh, look, they stole models are showing mesh next to mesh. So you, they're not proving anything, but just the models side by side, there's enough simulators that I can see copy and paste. They're, they're real close in some of the... Like, hold on, let me see, Andy. I'm going to see if I can find the one. There's a Pokemon called Salazzle that looks incredibly like one in Power Worlds. It's love I, I haven't seen many of the Pokemon in Oh, sorry. What are they called? Pals? They're called Pals. I haven't seen many of the Pals. I've seen a cat doing calisthenics. I saw a lamb just being cute. And then uh, I'm sure I saw other ones. I saw like a really big, strong one. Like there was a, a dragon. I don't know. I was just so impressed. Maybe I'm just impressed with the graphics. I don't know. Uh, I, it's it's an impressive it was, game. It's, it's I mean, I've definitely game. seen survival games launching in uh, early access that are not that good. Oh, well, also, I, too, uh, just just as an aside, too, evolution is in the game. Um, it's it's oh, much it? further down. Yeah, there because you you will find actually the evolved version of pals just exploring the world mm. but it's like it's it's much more complicated where it's almost kind of like gotcha like where you have to use multiple of a single uh pal to then evolve that pal so like them, you mean feed them more or less yeah you're like distill their essences down into a goop that you use to empower one man man I just well discussing all of this though. Why did we get an email calling this game controversial? What's controversial about Pal World that it just looks like Pokemon? Well, I think there's that, and what Derek and I were talking about, where it kind of leans into the forced labor aspect of the Pokemon world, where you can slaughter them and and capture humans and all that. Like they're kind of not pulling the punches of being like and and use guns too, right? That's where true. you have guns. you can have them using like machine guns uh there's a turtle pokemon that you can load into a a pal in, oh, excuse me a pal <laughs> into a bazooka and fire <laughs> Wait, what <laughs> yeah <laughs> oh they're having fun they're having fun we have fun here yeah now so this was going through my brain this is eerily similar to pokemon the designs or whatever and all I could think of is like, why is Nintendo not suing? Why is Nintendo not suing? I mean, I don't even it's, know if they have a base for so, it. Oh, oh, go ahead. Heard me. I just yawned on a podcast. What a stop incredibly, it. You're making me on. Go on yeah. mute. <laughs> what an incredibly rude thing to do. Um so the distinct there's two distinct levels for copyright and trademark infringement. Oh. Copyright uh is a little more murky, but in this it doesn't I would say Power World doesn't really pass any of the bar for copyright because this doesn't, it's not a turn-based RPG. This is also like, it's not using any of the intellectual designs of Pokemon or the, the language of Pokemon. So there's, it's all legally distinct, but, Um, but, but, but can't we confuse it for Pokemon? That's the, that's the thing. And the, and from a trademark perspective, right? That's where it's like, no, 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 it's fine. And from a trademark perspective, that's where it's like, are you trying to confuse the consumer into thinking your product is the other company's product? But in that arena, power world is still very different than Pokemon. Like, I don't think you could play the two games and say, this is Pokemon. Yeah, but if grandma goes to the store to buy their kid a Christmas Pokemon, they're going to pick up Pal World. Well, I guess in the same way of like, is Digimon a trademark infringement of Pokemon? No. Digimon looks so aggressive, though. Well, so does Pal World. (laughs) Pals are cute. They are cute. But yeah, so right now, I mean, they even confirmed that we have not received any legal action from Nintendo since launching. I'm sure it would be a PR nightmare for them if they did that. Uh, someone did mod in Pokemon to yeah. Power World, and they uh, have already gotten a cease and desist from Nintendo. Yeah. So it's not like Nintendo's not watching. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> I'm sure. Well, that's where my brain went also, is is Nintendo right now 
working on a survival game <laughs> in a Pokemon world. Like they might be now after Pal World. Yeah. Like they'd be sort of stupid not to consider like look at how successful this game is. I'm like I'm sure the numbers are not as good as the Pokemon games on their own. Like th- this isn't real competition for Pokemon no. or the Pokemon company. But this should tell them, hey, you're sitting on money, stupid. Go make that money. <laughs> Well, I would say the uh, the Legend series, so Pokemon's Legends Arceus, had a similar kind of vibe of like crafting this the the Pokeballs and capturing oh, them. Oh, did it? Yeah, but it didn't have like it, it wasn't a survival game, but it, it was like kind of as close as Pokemon has come to changing up the formula. Sure. Um, they they included a lot of that in Scarlet and Violet, but um. Arceus is kind of the closest analog, I think, to Power World, and even then, it's not that close. Okay. I think that could be a good fun time, because I don't care about Pokemon all that much. But enjoying it with other people, and I like survival games. I think those are fun co-op experiences. They are. Um, I would 10,000% hop into a Pokemon survival game with other people. I think that could be fun. I hope they're working on it. But you know what? It's probably going to be a big buggy mess. <laughs> like, I still don't understand how that company can have infinite money and still put out just, just amateur looking stuff. Andy, this mm-hmm. is going to be controversial take. Go in. But they do it because they get paid hand over fist to do it. Yeah, but- I think, I can't remember what Scarlet and Violet was. I think Scarlet and Violet was something like, 12 million copies in the first 24 oh, hours or something. No, like I mean, I'll, I'll believe it. It's just like, but, and, and we have to remember too, this isn't Nintendo making the game, right? This is whoever they're called. Pokemon company. Weren't they called like game freak? Are they still involved? Yeah. They're oh, yeah. game freak. It owns Pokemon. Okay. So it's game freak making it. And Nintendo has such insanely high standards for their games. Uh, they're yeah, all bangers. Any, just I to interrupt you. What's that? Pokemon Scarlet and Violet sold 10 million copies in three days. I mean, sure. But like, why doesn't Nintendo put its its expectations on Game Freak? I don't get it. I don't get it. Andy, Pokemon fans buy Pokemon products. (laughs) That's the end of it. I mean, that's Nintendo, they have their quality because they believe in putting out a good product and selling their consoles from it. If only you could have seen the fervor of the people at the Pokemon centers in Japan. Aww. Just just the raw capitalism I saw in their eyes. I I think that's beautiful. Listen, I'm a sucker for Final Fantasy VII, all right? Although I'm a big fake fan. I'm not getting that Rebirth Ultra Edition, <laughs> so maybe I don't understand anymore. Maybe it's just the light has left my eyes. for Eric, do you have anything else you want to add about Power World? Derek, give your hot take. So I'm going to give two things, one positive, one negative. Oh, okay. Negative, it uses Epic Game Services, so I'm never going to buy it. Huh? <laughs> but oh, it's on Epic? Is, there is a lot of false allegations that they're utilizing AI-generated art. None of it's founded. If there's proof, I'll change my mind. But... While their CEO is pro AI use in video game development, they're very open on it from their past projects. So, like, until I see proof, I'm not believing anything. It's a bunch of people who are just angry that this game is successful and it potentially did steal assets from Pokemon. I would believe that, but I don't think it's AI generated. Yeah, I don't think it is either. It definitely feels like they copied their homework. Like, <laughs> like I'm not, I'm not surprised, but. Derek, you're holding back on your biggest hot take. What's that? That <laughs> that Palward's popularity is owed to VTubers exclusively. <laughs> uh, we brought this up before we started, uh, but there was at one point in time 16 different VTubers streaming at the same time to a very large audience. And actually, currently, VTubers are streaming to out of like, was it one vtuber streaming to a lot so you know that big that high number that we saw just today of that what 2.1 million it's gonna go up after today oh yeah yeah oh yeah a crony wasn't one of them by the way shame shame 
I we'll see this. Caution. We'll see this weekend. I'm very curious if they will hit a higher if they'll hit a higher concurrent this weekend. Oh, I imagine with the fervor it's had this week, I just keep way, hearing about it. By the way, too, remember we were all like, oh, Baldur's Gate three breaking all these concurrent records. It was oh. doing seven hundred. I think its concurrent peak was like seven hundred thousand. I mean. Yes, which is still good. Which it's is still good. Yeah, let's be clear. Nerd but, but, game. Yeah, like this is something that like your parents could, like a kid could play, and then just not show their parents when the guns show up, right? But yeah. <laughs> when you're looking at the box art, actually, the box art has the lambs holding the guns. So what do I know? But um, it definitely seems like it could. It has a broader audience. I don't know. I I think it's cool. I think it's great. That it's being successful. We'll see where it oh, goes. Pal World isn't the only big game coming out That's this past right. week. That's right. We got two bangers coming out tomorrow and Friday. Let's start with Tekken 8. Yeah. So we talked about our Tekken 8 experience from PAX West, where we had a great fucking time playing it. Sounds like everyone else has currently sitting at a 90 on Open Critic, with Whoa. 97% of critics recommending it. Uh, Lewis Parker at Eurogamer gave it a 5 out of 5. Tekken 8 is a marked improvement over Tekken 7 and a perfectly executed balancing act, keeping older players happy while revealing its trademark freedom to newcomers. Ronnie Barrier at IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. Tekken 8 is an incredible evolution for the series with tons of single-player content, an excellent suite of training tools, a great online experience, and exciting new mechanics that make Tekken more dynamic than ever. Wow. Yes. Okay, um, so. I was listening to a couple reviews of Tekken 8. Um, so we, you know, obviously we only played like a, a demo where we could just fight each other. Some other things I've heard uh, reviewers talk about is they have like these training modes where they'll actually show you fights. They'll they'll show you fights that you did. Like they'll capture like a, a, a match or something like that. And it will actually be like, oh, hey, you could have punished this right here. Like no you could have. You could have executed this combo and you would have actually really like taken over the match. And on top of that, you can jump into that stored match at that point and try to do the thing it's telling you to do. That's crazy. Yeah. Which I'm like, what an what an amazing ability to like learn the system. Oh yeah. They really want to hit the competitive market. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're trying to just expand the market in general. So sure. this may be repeating what y'all said on the post uh, packs review, but the they have two general input settings. One uh, classic, which is where you do your quarter circle button press, etc. And then they've got a more simplified modern one, which gives no advantage. It just makes the inputs a little bit easier. And you know, I'm not a fighting game player. But I smoked the one fighting in player in our group. <laughs> okay, so using baby mode. So don't call it baby mode. <laughs> that you sound like an old classic fighting game player who's upset about it. So, <laughs> it lowers the barrier of entry. There's advantages True. to using either one. Like, but it's, I mean, I'll probably I'll probably use baby mode when I play it. But it makes it a lot more approachable. So. I and this is coming I, from a man who owns a fight stick. Yeah. But oh. when I first started playing I, a fighting games, it was like Dead or Alive 4 and that era. I struggled to like to even perform combos. Sure. And I had to practice. And that wasn't fun. And it, I had a long period of not having fun before I could have fun with my friends. Mm. I feel with this game, mm. your friends can call you. You can play a few rounds and then you can have fun. Yeah, that's a good way to put it. Because you got to work. You got to work. Well, good on it. Good on it. I think that's yeah, great. I, I'm looking forward to playing it. Like, I, I do really want to play Tekken 8 again. Are um, you a Tekken person? Honestly, I was never a tech. I, Tekken, I would play when I wanted to mix it up when I got tired of Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Sure. At the arcade. Yeah. <laughs> I would go play Tekken for a little while because the line wasn't as long. Ah. Um, but... And I never was like quite good at like fighting in a 3D space was always a lot more difficult yeah. than it was, uh, you know, fighting 2D. But I don't know. I, I, I've always had kind of a soft spot for Tekken and it's weird ass story. 
Sure. Where people just be throwing people off mountains and volcanoes <laughs> left and right. And there's a bear. <laughs> I just remember the bear. Andy, the bear was trained by the ultimate bad guy. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah. And actually, you know, what's funny is apparently in this current version of it, his name is Kuma. And it's his version, this current version. He's doing even more of the uh, old guy's training moves because he's not in the game because he died in seven and he oh. might actually not be coming back this time. Oh, so they just brought over his move set. So they brought up like a, a, a version of his move set. I love it. Wasn't there like a dinosaur too? I think in one of them. Oh, no, there was the lizard man who had like some kind of semi stealth. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, Vaguely remember that. Oh, wacky Tekken. Uh, Rudolph likes Tekken 7. Fine. Well, mm-hmm. well, the game that's going to keep me from playing Tekken 8 is the <laughs> other game that's getting released this week. And that's Like a Dragon Infinite Wealth. Currently sitting at, again, 90 on uh, a 90 critic average on Open Critic Man. with 100% Gosh. critics recommending it. Oh, Tristan Oak. I can never say his last name. Tristan Ogilvie at IGN gave it a 9 out of 10. Sprawling, enthralling, and packed with dynamic brawling. Oh, Tristan. <laughs> like, like a Dragon Infinite Wolf isn't just the best turn-based like a dragon game. It's one of the greatest games in the entire series. Uh, Dominic Terrison at PC Gamer gave it an 80 out of 100. Stuff with content and pathos, Infinite Wolf delivers a near excessive amount of urban crime drama adventure. Um, and Eric Van Allen at Destructoid gave it an 8 out of 10. Among the wealth of Like a Dragon games we've had over the last year or so, Like a Dragon Infinite Wolf is easily the standout for me. Man. Yeah, there's a lot of talk about this being perhaps the best uh, Like a Dragon slash Yakuza game since Like a Dragon Zero. Wow. Which everyone kind of holds up as the best one, I think. Yeah, that's what I always hear. It's the place yeah. to start, which fair, zero, mm-hmm. but... Oh, and this one is the one with Kiryu in it. Yes, this Ugh. this by all means, this is uh, Kiryu's swan song. Kiryu was the main character of zero through six. And he's like had three swan songs. Yeah, he he, he he survived a bomb two feet away from him at the end of two. I don't know how he's <laughs> just kept coming back, baby. Kept but this time, back. this this time he might not be coming back. Andy. I am. I, again, I have no emotional attachment to Kiryu. I have every emotional attachment to Ichiban and all those other characters. I, It is destroying everything inside me that I want to wait until beating Rebirth to start this game. Andy, if you play on Steam, you can start playing 10 a.m. tomorrow. I, I'm just not going to be able to beat it before Rebirth. Yeah, yes, people can. are. People, I, I am hearing it is about a 60-hour game. Oh, and, and for me, add 40 hours because I take forever to do anything. Yeah. And then, you know, that's not including doing all the side content. Man. And speaking speaking of adult Pokemon, they added Pokemon to this game. And by <laughs> from what I've heard from reviews, it is surprisingly deep. Of course it is. Yeah. It <sighs> like there is like they call it Suijimon, uh, I think <laughs> and it's capturing all basically it kind of has almost uh, Dragon Quest Monsters uh, thing about it where you're capturing the versions of the enemies that you're fighting and using those as oh. Pokemon, more or less, which is, again, what Dragon Quest Monsters was. Um, One of your Dragon favorite Quest Game Boy games. That, yeah, exactly. I, I just thought about that because, you know, right, Andy, like this is all big reference to Dragon Quest, like a Dragon 7. The game opens with a Dragon Quest mission. Don't they like like I just remember there was some guy selling porn and like Dragon mm-hmm. Quest was involved. I don't remember. I think Ichi's um Ichi's cell phone ring is the Dragon Quest like uh Is it? That's cute. Yeah, chime or whatever. God, I'm so excited. Oh, I wanna play oh, I'm like feeling <laughs> it in my bones. I'm electrified. I wanna play this game so bad. I loved like a Dragon Seven so much. Holy crap. So Andy do you really need all that time sleeping and working when you could be playing like a dragon? <laughs> Dude, that's just the best life. If I could just play this game. But it's okay. I'm going to wait until... I think I'm still going to stick to it. I'm going to wait until beating Rebirth because there's no way I can put off playing Rebirth. Like, 
I actually well, Rebirth's wanted... also going to have like weird spoilers that you're going to have to find out immediately. Yeah, that's I'm I'm worried more about Rebirth story and being at the the, the cutting edge of it than I am yeah. with Like a Dragon. Plus, I think Like a Dragon, I'll be able to avoid spoilers more easily. Yeah. Um, but I'm thrilled this game is good. Not I'm, for me. I'm going to tell you everything. About don't it. you dare. Don't you dare. <laughs> oh, James, and, you know Andy, Andy just, you know, at one point, I'm just going to come crying to you. Like, Andy, the pathos. No, nope. no, no. I will. I will push you away. <laughs> it's it's like it's like when you find out about the coin lockers in seven. You're like, oh, my God. Wait, the coin lockers. Remember how the two babies. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's right. <laughs> it's just you're like he's like oh no oh no <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's absolutely right man anyways i i can't believe the seventh one was made i'm just thrilled that the eighth one is like, oh uh thank god for in, this company in, in terms of improvements from seven to eight not just to gush about how andy and i love the series but uh it also talks about they kind of smoothed over the grind you're not they don't the reviewers didn't seem like they hit that wall like they had in seven where they're like, hey, go, go grind now. Yep. That um, it also sounds like they added a new feature called Smackdown mode, where if you're a certain level above the random encounters, you can just initiate a Smackdown and it will instantly win the encounter. You That's get less XP, cool. but it makes speeds things up. Yeah. Um, also, they've improved the dungeons. They're not as plain as they were last time oh. if you remember the dungeons were like the weird underground area yeah. of yokohama uh they uh they have improved those as well so i can't even yeah, stop I, smiling right now i'm just so thrilled <laughs> for this game i also uh, I also i hear too like the the animal crossing um was it i think it's dokoban island or something like that or uh is actually again also much like the pokemon part of it pretty well fleshed out so between that, I mean, there's like three games in this game. Did they say the dubbing's back? The dubbing is back. Okay, um, also, I noticed uh, the opening movie uh, was not leaked, but like released uh, a couple days ago, which it's, it's not a spoiler, Andy. Honestly, if you want to watch it, it's just kind of fun. Like it's like Ichiban walking home from work. <laughs> it's pretty sweet. Yeah. Um, but they show the English and Japanese dub. Uh, voices like in the credits of the mm-hmm. opening movie cool. and Danny Trejo and Daniel Day Kim are voicing characters in the dub. Who's that second person? Uh, Daniel Day Kim was uh Jin on Lost. Uh, he's in a lot of other things. Hmm. I guess, unfortunately, I don't know him, but I just know I love you know Andy, you know him. Yeah, but... I loved the English voice cast in Like a Dragon 7. I thought they were fantastic. Here, I'm uh, here. You'll when you see his face, you'll recognize him. I just put it in Slack. But you know, James, you've made me for a second consider doing an English dub playthrough after doing the dub or the JP one. I'm just used but, to the Japanese voices. I can't switch at this. Yeah, point. Yeah, I if when I hear their voices, I immediately remember all the memories of playing the, the games. Oh yeah, then yeah, I guess there would be no reason for you to do English. But I have no attachment. But Jesus, did I love that English dub? And yes, I, I didn't recommend. realize you played it with the English dub. What's that? I didn't realize you played it with the English dub. Yeah, I. So here's a dirty little secret. Okay. Anime, I will never watch dubbed. A game, I'll even switch it from Japanese to English. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what it is, but like the, well, the Yaka or Like a Dragon 7 convinced me the 13 Sentinels English dub, fantastic. Persona dubs, fantastic. Like, I just have never had a bad experience with dubs. I don't remember if I played Persona 5 dubbed. Or, I think I played it dubbed. I played it dubbed. I, I've i just been so thrilled with the quality of game dubs. I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I will even switch it to English. And so, yeah. And Ichiban's character in it. Oh, his voice is great. Everybody else is he, great. He is. I've heard his voice. It is very good. He. It's, I, I just couldn't believe this was a game. Just like the how high quality everything was. And that was actually one thing I was really worried with with the new one is that there must have been so much money dumped into the dub. And you've got all these weebs playing it. Is anybody even listening to the dub? Right. I think a lot of people do. And I also think, too, maybe that's why it did so well. Could be. Yeah, because the other ones weren't dubbed. Or they stop dubbing after a certain point. I don't right? think you can attribute the dub quality of the overall game with sales. 
Like they have to have already bought the game before they get to see what is offered with that uh, outside the cast. But maybe and it made it more voice, accessible. I mean, voice acting cast. I can't think of any video game voice actors in specifically like Red Dead Redemption 2. Fantastic voice acting. I don't know a single person who voice acted in that. <laughs> no, neither do I. Nor do I know in this. But So I think it was just a good investment because yeah. you got them to play a good game and you gave them an overall good elevated experience with good voice acting. Well, we'll have to easy. talk about that on another episode of Add to Party. Mm-hmm. Friendship Simulators masquerading as a new show. I've been your host, James. I'm going to spoil the living shit out of Infinite Wealth to Andy. I can't. Hartwell, and I've been joined by... Andy, I'm not talking to you. <laughs> For like the next five months. Okay. And I've been joined by... Derek, slavery is bad, but <laughs> is it as bad as epic? Costia. Man. And, and you know what? We didn't say it, Andy, so then therefore we must be for That's it. right! Oh, no! He got us. Our podcast has gone woke. Oh, fucking we're canceled. Have a good night, everyone. <laughs> Have, Have a good, good day, night. anyone in the light. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.